This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. If I ask you what the hottest housing market is in the United States, what area, city would you choose? Your guess? Probably incorrect. Uh, Projected by Zillow, Buffalo, New York will be the hottest housing market in the U.S. this year, 2024, thanks to affordable home prices and strong employment rates. According to Zillow, the average cost of a home in Buffalo is $248,000, well below the national average of $347,000. The typical Buffalonian pays about $1,800 a month for their mortgage or about $1,300 in rent. Buffalo also has the highest rate of new jobs per new home out of the 50 biggest cities in the U.S., according to Zillow, which is... That's what they use for the metric to determine the expected housing demand. So when you're watching the Buffalo Bills uh, NFL football team this weekend, uh, and it's cold, raining or snowing, yeah, you could be there. The only thing that's hot is the housing market. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Yesterday, we talked about the Alaska Air flight that lost its door plug mid-flight. And, I mean, there was some damage, uh, some clear emotional distress. One little kid had his shirt ripped off of him and, uh, you know, (laughs) flew out the side of the airplane. (laughs) Uh, Incredible. You'd be scared out of your mind, right? I mean, uh, oxygen mask dropped. Uh, attendants were te- flight attendants were telling people, "Hey, stay in your seats and be keep your seat belts fashioned." Yeah, thank you. We got it, and it was in its uh, uh, ascent. So, I mean, they just went back down and landed, and all 171 passengers were deplaned with no serious injuries reported yet. Right? Okay. Well, so uh, Alaska Air is now offering uh, $1,500 per passenger and they're also uh you know they also offered to put them on a different flight or give them some free tickets or whatever i don't know that i would sign it uh there's plenty of lawsuits coming and uh, i don't know if that compensation package uh will make it possible for you to still be a part of a lawsuit because i feel like it won't (laughs) uh and i know people are saying hey fifteen hundred dollars a passenger uh that's uh, inadequate well Okay, that that's obviously up to you, but uh, there's you know definitely an issue with the Alaska Air flights and the you know the Boeing planes themselves. I noticed one girl, this Emma Vu, sent her parents messages asking them to pray for her, saying she didn't want to die. She said she was scared out of her mind, as I'm sure she was. However, uh, I would say that, uh, you know, she took time to post a TikTok about it. So how scared were you? (laughs) I don't know that if I were on the plane and I was scared for my life, that I would say, hey, I got to record a TikTok, but that's me. 
that's definitely me now after absolutely uh once we landed or we're on the way down i would absolutely you know start posting on social media to document it but during no i don't think i would the good news is we'll be able to uh you know hear once we get the black box you know what happened oh wait no we can't because the cockpit voice recorder on alaska airlines flight 1282 you know the one that had the door pop open uh that was been erased wait what yeah uh that's absolutely unbelievable to me so the voice recorder for alaska airlines was overwritten uh which hampers investigators yeah you think maybe we'd like to hear what happened uh after we found out that the old door plug popped off uh it's just amazing to me that i i thought i honestly thought that they that saved but apparently not so the faa i guess has been after you know the airlines to you know require planes to retain cockpit audio recordings for 25 hours i i thought that that was actually uh, taking place but boy was i wrong so good luck good luck finding out we're just gonna have to document it uh without the black box uh, i'm sure that will uh push ahead the uh the idea that maybe we need to save that audio uh, and not erase over it what are we living in caveman days then i see a survey and i could you land a plane I, you know just speaking of planes now i'm not talking about one that's in distress well you'd be in distress if the pilot well, you know was leaning over <laughs> uh can anyone uh, we got anybody that can uh, land this thing we got any pilots on the plane so a uh, new survey uh says that about one-third of, of adult americans think they could safely land a passenger aircraft with air traffic controls and guidance among the male respondents the confidence level rose to nearly 50 percent every guy things that they can no problem now i would uh, say that uh, i don't think i you know with assistance i could absolutely uh do it no problem but well i say no problem but uh it would be a tight squeeze there's a uh, limited seating uh the fat guy seating in the cockpit is not really up to snuff <laughs> uh so apparently and we have had people do it before right i mean they had the one guy uh, land the uh, twin engine plane in florida uh, with the guidance from the air traffic controller there's been uh there's been you know it happens before so i believe that survey is absolutely 100 percent true uh at least well it is because i mean that's the survey 50 percent of men say they could land the passenger plane in an emergency and i'm pretty sure that i would have confidence with an air traffic controller who is probably a flight instructor maybe they aren't but someone who is helping you would be a, an instructor and or a pilot could talk you down because uh, uh, all you got to do is flip a couple of switches right right no worries though uh they are inspecting the 737 max 9 planes uh, remember they grounded them all at least over the weekend and they inspected them all and uh, surprise i know uh united airlines said uh, yeah you know what we did find some bolts that needed tightening <laughs> so you would hope that that would get taken out taken care of uh i don't know in the pre-flight inspections but no yeah go ahead and uh don't worry about those bolts they're fine
I'm sure they'll say that they, you know, with the tight turnarounds and they're struggling for airline crews, that sometimes the inspections get a little laxed. And you know what? If a bolt or two need to be tightened, most likely it'll be fine. You know, usually. So why don't you stop worrying about it, okay? Just get on the plane, sit down, put your seatbelt on, and shut up. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So speaking of issues, the 202-foot-tall Vulcan Centaur rocket developed by United Launch Alliance blasted off yesterday from Cape Canaveral, uh, and it successfully sent the uh, Peregrine moon lander developed by Astro Robotic Technology on its way. Although roughly seven hours into the flight, uh uh-oh, The propulsion system malfunctioned, depleting the spacecraft's propellant and preventing a solar panel from properly pointing toward the sun. Now, Paragon was carrying NASA scientific equipment and human remains from two commercial space burial companies, which we've talked about before, uh, and the lander was previously expected to reach the moon's surface February 23rd. Uh, That is not going to happen now. Uh, This was the first mission under NASA's 2018 Commercial Lunar Payload Services Initiative. I love the Commercial Lunar Payload Services Initiative, uh, which was awarded billions of dollars to the private companies to help land their spacecraft on the moon. Houston-based Initiative Machines is expected to launch its own lander within a SpaceX rocket next month. So I was looking at what happens to what happened they're not supposed to land on the moon now so i'm not sure is it just gonna fly around in space i don't know that it comes back uh really kind of unsure about that so they've got the the lander itself totes a total of 20 payloads including mexico's first lunar probes and a memorial capsule from the space burial company celestis which we talked about which uh i haven't mentioned but they were also uh getting in trouble because the navajo nation was saying hey we don't want our (laughs) remains on the moon uh, why not? Well, uh, that desecrates uh, the, the body considered sacred by many indigenous peoples. So Celestis also put a separate memorial. We've talked about this uh, on Vulcan's upper stage, which carried it into orbit. That second payload called Enterprise carries a portion of the cremated remains of several Star Trek uh, icons, Gene Roddenberry, his wife, uh, Nichelle Nichols, uh, DeForest Kelly, James Doohan. So uh, the Enterprise payload features DNA from notable, you know, from presidents, George Washington, Dwight Eisenhower, John F. Kennedy, Ronald Reagan. So I don't know what happens to this thing now. 
I guess it just flies in space. I, I don't know. It's not. It can't land on the moon. They took pictures and sent pictures back of the rocket ship. And not only did it have issues with the uh, propulsion system, it looked as though some of the issues are all dented, and there's some uh, some other crinkling issues because they couldn't get the. Uh, they could get the solar panel out and face the sun, which was supposed to create this extra power for it. So that, you know, the, the lunar mission, the robotic lunar mission, uh, would have returned to the, uh, moon surface for the first time since 1972. So I don't know what happens to it now. We're not landing on the moon. We're just flying around in space. I don't know if they have control of it. I don't, they claim that they don't. They're going to lose control unless they can charge it, which they can't do because they had an issue with the solar panel. So good luck. God bless. Uh, but I don't know what I will. I'll let you know as soon as I know what they decide. Because I can read. I read everything I could, and I didn't. I didn't read anything that said, "Yeah, it's going to return to Earth, and we'll be fine. We'll launch it again." It was just like, "Yeah, well, uh, you know, we can't land on the moon, so man, it kind of puts us on a little setback." Sorry about it. And remember that each success and setback are opportunities to learn and grow. <laughs> okay but what happens to it I, I i don't know the company didn't make any money they spent more money than they made the company is not going to be able to test any of the maneuvers which they wanted to test to land it on the moon they have you know the scientific instruments and 15 other payloads i don't know what happens to all of that we again i you know just oh well all right, let's go to the break room. I, I mean, it's just amazing. You know how I many billions of dollars were spent? And uh, yeah, it was just, what are we, it was a little malfunction. What are you going to do? It was an anomaly. How many times do we have to say sorry about it before you get it? Okay, we're sorry, but oh well. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. <laughs> Be sure to follow me on my social media um, on X at JeffyJFR. Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. You can follow me on my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You can order a cameo from me at JeffyJFR on Cameo. That's not free, but uh, you just tell Cameo, uh, you know, happy, glad, sad, mad, mean, what you want, and uh, then I do it. And uh, I'm a trained monkey on Cameo uh, at JeffyJFR. You can email the show anytime, chewingthefatattheblaze.com. Yesterday, we talked about, uh, you know, the uh, winners of the Golden Globe Awards. But uh, we did not talk about, uh, well, they had 9.4 million viewers, which was higher than last year. But still down from the, I mean, they at one point were 17 to 20 million. All these award shows we're way up there in our way down. I think we all know the answer as to why. One of the things I didn't talk about, though, was the 2024 Golden Globe Awards gift bag. Uh, the swag bag. I know. The swag bags worth $500,000 from the Golden Globe swag bag. 
Uh, the ultimate gift box was curated by the luxury lifestyle magazine Rob Report, especially for the Golden Globe Awards, which aims to honor the best in film and television each year. I know. Uh, the gift bag features more than 35 luxury products, everything from private jet credits to a session with a celebrity tattoo artist. Huh? Pretty sweet. All 83 of the 2024 Golden Globe ceremonies presenters and award winners will receive a gift bag, which is worth more than $500,000. Pretty sweet. Uh, don't tell the IRS, though. <laughs> I see where uh, customers are unsubscribing from major streaming services. Uh, at a record number. Now, we've talked a little bit about this before, but according to this, uh, the streaming services, the unsubscribing customers, increased with about 25% of customers canceling subscriptions to at least three services in the past two years. Wow. Uh, that's pretty incredible. Now, I guess I would be counted in that because I canceled YouTube TV, but I ended up going over to Hulu. So, I, you know, while I canceled the subscription, I also added on, right? So customers overall were leaving premium uh, streaming services at the rate of 6.3% as of November of 2023, up from 5.1%. Okay. I mean, I know that, uh, you know, you got Apple TV Plus and Discovery Plus and Disney Plus and Hulu and Max and Netflix, Paramount. Paramount, Paramount Plus, Peacock, Stars. Uh, about 25% of American subscribers, like I said, canceled at least three of those subscriptions in the last two years. Now, I'll be part of that because I subscribed to Peacock uh, to catch an NFL game. They actually are broadcasting two NFL games. And so they air a playoff game this weekend, and then I'll cancel Peacock. I looked at what they had to offer. Uh, it's not worth it to me. Uh, with their other, uh, you know, with their other shows, I could get other places. I don't need their actual streaming service, but I did want to watch the NFL games. I know, I know, I know. Don't look at me. I got it. I got it. But uh, I was really, I was hoping for a uh, uh, someone. Actually, someone did send me a password for Peacock, and I want to thank you very much. They emailed it to me, and I was going to use their password only the day of the football game, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, uh, I couldn't find the stupid email for the Peacock password because I said I would just use it. <laughs> and I found it after I subscribed. It was like five bucks or six bucks for a month. And then uh, the next game is this weekend. And so as soon as the game's over, I'm going to cancel. So I'll be part of canceling a streaming service but I also, I you know, I added, so it cost me like six bucks to watch two NFL games. And I looked at, uh, I forget what else I watched. I watched a few other shows on the uh, platform before I, eh, there's nothing, you know, it's not worth it to me to keep it. Uh, you know, I still have Paramount Plus, which, you know, we'll see. The one thing that I'm getting close to getting rid of, though, and this is a shock to me, actually, is Netflix. Uh, Netflix is starting to price themselves out of the game. Because uh, I've got, I looked at the, I actually looked at the bill uh, the other day and I was like, that's what we're paying for Netflix. So, you know, we're paying for, I don't know, multiple, multiple devices can air Netflix at the same time. And uh, plus I have, uh, I have added on uh, a household which I think is eight or nine bucks a month. And I'm like, I, we're going to, it's about time to pull the plug on this bad boy. 
that's about gone. Netflix better come up with some pretty good content in the next month or so, or the plug could get pulled. And I enjoy Netflix. I watch a lot of shows on Netflix, but between Prime and uh, Paramount Plus, and that I have that with commercials, and then Hulu live and recorded along, and and uh, Max is HBO is in the Hulu deal. Uh, I don't know that I need Netflix anymore unless they come up with some good content. And so they better hop sing. I read a story not long ago where they're spending less money on new content. Now's not the time to do that, Netflix. I know you're not consulting me on this, but now is not the time for you to spend less money on new content while charging me more money for your content. Just saying. And I guess for other streaming services, uh, I could, uh, you know, break down and watch commercials. But, man, that drives me crazy. I know. Commercials. I love love commercials. I do. I love them. Unless I'm watching a show. And then I I don't love them anymore. And a lot of times on uh, these um, platforms, they don't let you fast forward through them. I get it. I know. I got it. I got it. They don't let you fast forward through them. And they don't want that. I will say that it did say uh, in the article that I read that uh, most people who cancel platforms return within seven months. So then there's a 50, if they don't return in seven months, there's a 50, 50 chance the user returns within two years. Maybe that's because of a, uh, you know, a special show or special shows, or you cancel for a year and then you, then you, uh, subscribe and get caught up on the shows you missed. That's not a bad idea either. Uh, just cancel some of the platforms and then get back to them a year or so later. So you can binge through the shows that you missed. It's not really that bad of an idea. Plus, they believe that people who are bundling things are less likely to cancel a subscription. You know, like I have Hulu and uh, Hulu Live, and then and within Hulu Live, I have HBO and ESPN Plus. So, you know, I'm not gonna. Although college football season is over, and the NFL, once the NFL season ends, could I drop ESPN Plus as part of the Hulu deal? I, you know, yes. I don't know how that would work. Does it get rid of other stuff that I want? So I just may end up keeping it. But I loved it. Uh, man, having ESPN Plus during college football season was uh, awesome uh, because uh, you get to watch uh, all the games, and uh, I'm a fan of that. Not really a fan of having to spend a bunch of money for NFL NFL Plus or whatever they call it to watch all the NFL games. So I watch the local games and whatever's you know given to me locally. And then, like I said, I got the Peacock because that was separate. Watch the two games. Plus, Hulu gives me uh, NFL Game Day. Now that is uh, breaks down all the games. Every game going on, and there's, you know, obviously commercials in that, but it's NFL Game Day Live, and it goes throughout all the games. So if there are the games that I want, that I care about, that I want to watch uh, during the season, I can go to NFL Game Day and get caught up on them while the one or two other games are being played that are being provided in our area. So I'm not going to do the NFL Plus. I don't care. Uh, as much about the NFL as I do about college football. Speaking of that, college football, University of Michigan, national champions last night, defeating the Washington Huskies. 
34 to 13 man the washington huskies just did not look like themselves uh, or look like they have looked all season long maybe that's because the university of michigan is a wagon they looked good again uh man they uh, looked good well they looked good all year long there were a couple games where it looked like they struggled and that's just because i think they lost a little bit of focus but man uh, at the end of the season uh, and the the playoffs, they looked good. And there's a reason for that because they are. And so they got the national championship uh, outright uh, by defeating uh, Washington 34-13. to Congratulations to all the players at the University of Michigan. Hail to the victors. I was raised to uh, love the maize and blue. And, uh, I mean, I, could, I was raised to love the University of Michigan. So congratulations to them. And uh, well, congratulations to the, you know, the Huskies for making it to the national championship. Although, I mean, nobody cares about that now. Yeah, congratulations for making it, but you lost. <laughs> so we'll see. I mean, it was a great, it was a fun game. Uh, it was uh, Michigan. It was fun watching Michigan uh, do their damage on the Huskies. And uh, so Jim Harbaugh, their head coach, I don't know what's going to happen with the NCAA investigations on him. What's going to happen, whether he leaves and goes to the NFL again. Uh, it was all about the Harbaugh family after the game. I mean, the old man was there. The brother was there. And, you know, they, when he was on stage uh, saying, uh, you know, saying everybody was saying congratulations, he handed the mic to his dad because his dad, he told the story a couple of times during the playoff season about, uh, you know, being raised. I mean, his son, one son is the NFL head coach and Jim has been NFL and college and now national champion. And uh, who's got it better than us? Nobody. And you had to have... Uh, Dad Harbaugh say that on stage last night. So congratulations to the Harbaugh family and the University of Michigan. All right, some headlines that, uh, you know, some things that you need to be made aware of. Uh, Waymo, a unit of Alphabet Inc., you know, Google, uh, will operate its autonomous vehicles in Phoenix area highways. Nice. Okay, that's great. They work great in the cities. Wait, we've shut those down. Hey, let's put them on the highway. That's a good idea. It's the first robo-taxi company to prepare for higher speed rides. Okay. All right, let's let's see if it works. Uh, I know that we've got uh, you know the government uh, scrutinizing the old autonomous vehicles and the ot- autonomous cabs. Uh, there's safety problems with. Uh Cruise and massive recalls at Tesla. Yeah, but that's the self-driving. That's that's a different thing uh, than what's happening at uh, you know with the autonomous vehicles than what's happening with the uh, self-driving with the electric vehicles in for Tesla. But we want to put Tesla in there because we're beating up on Elon and we want to we want to bash Elon for sure. And so uh, we'll see. Uh, that's a, that's an autopilot thing. That's not the robo taxi. The robo taxi is there's nothing happened well i mean i I know it's i know it's it's the same thing jeff it's driving without a human i know but uh there's humans in the the, anyway just fine you want to put tesla in there put it in there just know that uh, when you're riding around phoenix there's going to be some autonomous vehicles on the highway so if you're going you know i don't know what 70 
80 miles an hour and the old robo taxi uh, loses its wi-fi <laughs> uh it's just going to be stopped in the middle of the road so keep your keep your head on a swivel keep your head on a swivel apple announced its highly anticipated vision pro headset gonna launch in february uh it's a mixed reality headset uh thirty five hundred dollars for the vision pro gonna hit stores uh february 2 pre-orders to start on the 19th of this month if you're listening live today is uh, the 9th of january 2024 uh, i know ces is uh, going on right now but uh, apple doesn't go to ces they're too good for that so the consumer tech trade show uh, yeah that's sorry about it we don't go to that uh johnson and johnson is going to pay 700 million dollars to settle claims that it failed to warn customers about the health risks of its talc-based baby powder i know i've been so pissed about the johnson and johnson talc-based baby powder uh now they're they're going to pay 700 million to settle the claims i mean they've got fifty thousand lawsuits over this talcum based baby powder so i mean many include uh, that uh, hey uh, the powder caused several forms of cancer including ovarian and mesothelioma and so uh we'll see we'll see what happens i don't think if you have some corner form of cancer and you believe that it was because you used the talc based baby powder from johnson and johnson uh 700 million is not going to scratch that itch. Sorry about it. Uh, Astronomers uh, have discovered that Neptune is actually light blue, not dark blue, as previously thought. Ah, thank you. Appreciate it. We can't get a rocket to the moon, but we can tell us Neptune is light blue, not dark blue. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, China said it detained an individual who claims, uh, they claim is a spy for mi6 uh from the uk so they're gonna start uh we'll see what happens with that uh you know so people in the uk are probably like uh uh no he's not with the uh not this individual is not with mi6 let him go let him go but uh, you never know you never know and pope francis uh called for a global ban on the despicable practice of gestational surrogacy the Pope called for the practice to be banned, describing it as deplorable. Okay. Uh, I guess that uh, means that he's being Catholic uh, yesterday uh, because uh, it's the Catholic Church's longtime stance against surrogacy. So when someone carries a baby for someone else, eh, eh, not a good thing, according to the Catholic Church. The surrogacy market made $14 billion dollars. <laughs> okay and they're saying it's going to grow to 129 million by 2032 somebody in my family is going to start having babies uh that's uh, that's a good business uh commercial surrogacy is legal in uh, new york california and colorado uh, many surrogates making sixty thousand dollars on average oh come on uh, if you want me to have your kid, it's going to cost you more than sixty grand, uh, plus medical. Uh, other states, uh, like Michigan and Nebraska, allow surrogacy where no money is exchanged. Why? Uh, oh, you can do it for free. Uh, no, thank you. Uh, I guess, if, you know, for family members, uh, cut you a deal. Uh, advocates say it's a way of helping infertile and gay couples start families. But uh, the Pope says uh, no. Uh, the practice exploits poor women and violates the dignity of other women 
and a child. So that's what the Pope says. I guess, you know, like I said, uh, he's being Catholic for a day or so. A couple of new studies to uh, mention. A new study showed that women who are not pregnant, uh, no, not uh, pregnant with uh, someone else's kid or their own, uh, are increasingly ordering abortion bills, uh, you know, in case they need them and their access is threatened. Is that what it's about? In case their access is threatened? Yeah. You can't go around having sex and getting pregnant and then not being able to get the abortion pill? My gosh, how can you get through life? There's also a new study that says uh, there's a genetic variant associated with male bisexuality, which also linked to higher rates of self-described risk-taking, fathering more children. Um, Findings, uh, I guess that suggests that there's an advantage uh, of the variant. (laughs) That if you have the genetic variant associated with male bisexuality, you also uh, want to father more children. And I guess you want to take more risks. And does that mean that fathering more children is risk-taking? Uh, okay. Well, you know what? Whatever you say. But good luck. Uh, good luck with that. And uh, so we'll see if uh, you have the genetic variant associated with male bisexuality. Do you like to take risks? Do you father a bunch of children? Okay. Well, you have an evolutionary advantage. According, according to the study. Wow. Uh, Tiger Woods has ended his 27-year partnership with Nike. It is over. They broke up. I'm so sad when people couples break up i know uh the the, uh was announced in a news statement uh, on x Uh, phil knight uh, brought uh, passion and vision to nike and nike golf partnership together and i want uh, to personally thank him along with nike employees and incredible athletes i've had the pleasure of working with along the way wow it was a business decision Uh, According to uh, Mark Steinberg, Wood's uh, agent, the golfer made a business decision to not renew with Nike. Nike posted on their Instagram account uh, a picture of Woods in his iconic red polo saying it was a hell of a run. Uh, No kidding. 27 years. Uh, Tiger, I think, made probably at least, I don't know, half a billion dollars from Nike, maybe more. I don't know. Who knows how much Nike meant uh how much tiger meant for nike i mean that's just you know an incredible run nike is not doing that uh big a deal with a uh, golf anymore it's kind of strange but they're not uh so we'll see uh if tiger is going to do more of his own stuff or if he's going to go with uh the roger federer stuff he's not i guess he's not going with the roger federer stuff right the uh the icr i mean at the icr conference uh, the CEO of On Running addressed that uh, no Tiger is uh, is not going to be with us. Oh, okay. So TaylorMade, which made which Woods uh, has used since 2017, could be another potential landing spot. You know, we'll see. I mean, whatever. Look, Tiger could wear his own stuff and just wear Tiger apparel and be done with it. <laughs> uh, know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. 
Uh, that's absolutely uh, part of the deal. So we'll see what Tiger wears. He's been wearing, he hasn't been wearing uh, Nike shoes for a while. He said that his uh, foot joy shoes were uh, what he was using that helped him after the car accident. So we'll see what happens, but uh, dry your eyes. Tiger and Nike are now all broken up and uh, they're not together anymore. I know. I know. Sad, sad news. Do you see where uh, Eric Schmidt, the ex-CEO uh, of Google, and I believe that Eric Schmidt is, you know, I do I love him? He's a smart man. Uh, Eric Schmidt is a very, very smart man, far ahead of the curve on many things. And he, I guess, is doing a new defense tech effort, uh, a military drone project, uh, forces, I guess we've got sources uh, with knowledge. Uh, we are just finding out about the project's existence and it has not been uh, previously reported. So it intends to provide an American alternative to Chinese drones and will develop unmanned aircraft systems specifically to be used on the battlefield. Okay. Uh, the work uh, was influenced by his recent visits to Ukraine, where he made inroads with government officials and military leaders over the past year. I don't know if uh, Lloyd Austin, the U.S. Defense Secretary, was asked about it since he's been in the hospital and nobody knew he was there. And uh, so and no one knew he was there. Our defense secretary is in the hospital. Nobody knows. He's in there for three days. Yeah, we don't even know why he's there. He had some elective surgery and uh, then he had some complications. So he went into the hospital. Sorry. Yeah, we forgot to tell anybody. Um, and uh, we, you know, what he went in for is private. No, it's not. He's the defense secretary. Sorry. Anyway, so I'd like to have an idea of what he thinks about the new uh, unmanned aircraft systems uh, developed for the battlefield. But we can't ask him because we don't know where he is. We don't know what hospital he's in. We just know that he's missing. So since leaving his chairman role at Google, Schmidt has poured much of his time uh, bridging interests of Silicon Valley and the Pentagon Yeah, uh, through various advisory committees, think tanks, and startup portfolios. And so he has opined extensively on the way drones are reshaping the war in Ukraine. The future of war will be dedicated and waged by, dictated and waged by drones. Uh, this was his op-ed to the Wall Street Journal back in July. Uh, earlier this year, the Washington Post reported that Schmidt, alongside other investors, had committed $10 million to the Ukrainian startup Accelerator D3. That doesn't seem like that much money, which focuses on military tech, but appears to be separate from this new venture. So we'll see. Uh, I don't know when the drone project is going to debut. Uh, the company in in china makes 70 percent of the global drones huh so we'd like to, i'd like to stop that too eric i hope you uh i hope you put an end to that so hopefully our stealth military drone project with which isn't a stealth military drone project anymore will help uh in the future of war and help uh, america so we can break away from our need for china that would be that would be kind of nice. All right, so uh, I'll get to the uh, joke of the day and get out of here. It's kind of a kind of a, a thought a joke. I read this. <laughs> I read. Well, I'm going to give you two because one was so. I mean, this one was kind of funny, and I was like, "Yeah, that's that's funny." And then one made me actually 
laugh out loud. So this one is the uh, joke of the day, okay? Wife text husband on a cold winter morning. Windows frozen won't open. Husband texts back. Gently pour some lukewarm water over it and then gently tap edges with hammer. Wife texts back 10 minutes later. Computer really messed up now. <laughs> I guess I laughed out loud today. I didn't when I first read it. Now I'm going to read you the one that actually I laughed out loud at the time of reading. This hits home because you know my love of bicyclists along the side of the road. Man, that just... Oh, I, I, I won't get started, but you know my feelings. And if you don't, just know that I love bicyclists along the side of the road. Man, there is nothing more that I like. So this one is, uh, this one actually made me laugh out loud at the time of reading. I yelled cow at a woman on a bike and she gave me the finger. Then she plowed her bike straight into the cow. I tried. <laughs> get it cow she she thought now nah, you understand stream and subscribe to more blaze media content at the blaze.com slash podcasts